0: Hello everybody and welcome to the something something podcast. My name is Eric Kasloff and with me as always is Larry Sands. Party on Larry. Party on Eric. Party on. And how are you doing on
1: this early Saturday morning Larry. Man, oh man, it is early. And and people be like, what is it six o'clock in the morning? Is it five? No, it's it's 10 a.m. right now for me. (laughs) So I'm gonna like I have bad
0: insomnia, so any time in the morning is tough for me.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Now did you sleep last night or were you so nervous about missing the show today? I was. I woke up like
0: I think I went to bed at about three. And again, it's the morning? not like I'm up, you know, having fun. I'm up wishing I could fall asleep. It's a lot
1: like the movie Fight Club. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. it's exactly like Edward Norton said. Let, let, let me ask you this. Is it, is, it, is it something like writer's block? No, it's not like that. It's just wanting to sleep more than anything, but not being able to. <laughs> Gosh, well, yeah. Okay, Okay. let me ask you this. Do you think about a lot of stuff before you go to bed? A little bit. Well, this is what I, I did something yesterday
0: that kind of kept me up a little bit. As you know, I love collecting old VHS horror movies. Yes. Especially those of the 90s and early 2000s. Yes. So there is a movie called Cherry Falls. It's Brittany Murphy's first big thing. It was this really cool slasher movie. It it was going to get a worldwide release, but appeared on the USA Network and was neutered big time. So I got the Scream Factory Blu-ray of it, Mm -hmm. Special edition, really cool. But then I I wanted the VHS copy. So I found on eBay, they have these like fake copies of it where like people put modern artwork and stuff. But I found a screener copy. Now, do you know what a screener copy of a VHS is? (laughs) No.
1: Basically, they would send these to video stores to see if they wanted the movie. Okay. Oh, and is that the one where it says, do not copy, do not copy, and it flashes across the screen? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How much do you think I spent on it? Oh, anywhere between 50 and 75 cents. I spent $18 for it. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. All right. You know what? You're a fan. You deserve it. You deserve it. And And hey, and the
0: bonus, I got 18 cents in eBay bucks. (laughs) So, you know, it was worth it. and That's good. The most I've spent before that was like $15 on the uh, Killing Mr. Griffin VHS
1: tape. That's Eric. See, that's the one thing that makes you like pretty freaking awesome. You like all these, all these things. And then
0: after that, I went to Amazon. So obscure. I went to Amazon and got the Valentine Blu-ray for thirty dollars.
1: Oh my God, Eric! You have you have like some kind of an an addiction well, to like I have VHS to copies. own
0: all the scream ripoff movies, Larry, and I'm one VHS away
1: from completing my Kevin Williamson VHS collection. Okay. I I, I can understand that. I can but at thirty bucks? How much okay, what what, what which one are you missing?
0: Um, for the, well, the, 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 the Blu-ray is different. For the Kevin Williamson VHS, I need a VHS copy of The Faculty. Oh, no, and one more, uh, Halloween H2O. Because he, I think he wrote the script for it. It's just not out. They say he wrote the treatment, but I'm more than sure. Because that, that's basically a Scream movie, Halloween H2O. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I will be spending more money soon on three copies of Scream, the blue copies of Scream cover. (laughs) It's the Courtney Cox, Drew Barrymore, and oh man, Courtney and the Nev Campbell copies. I'll I'll show you later. But hey, Larry, we've got guests on. I know we do. A few years ago, one of the greatest things that happened to me at the time in my life and in my career was going to the New Jersey Horrorcon. Yes. Um, I absolutely. got in the day I got the email that we got in was the day my grandma was buried. And, you know, it was the one thing that kept me sane. And while I was there, I met these two guys who made this really sick, intense film. And it was like, wow. The editing on it was great.
1: And we had them on when we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. Wow. Those, you know, I actually, it's, it's funny. Um, well, let's get them on. Let's get them on. Yeah. And, and then we can talk about, um, because it, 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 we, they're in our YouTube days. So ladies yeah. and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, welcome to the show. Our, our guest for this week, Scott and john johnson from eternal ground films hello everybody
2: coming, what's up guys how you doing
1: thank you so Good. much
0: for coming you're the first guest since the youtube days well no the VidMe me days that we're having back on
1: yeah yeah because yeah on VidMe. so like when we first started obviously we were on youtube then eric got, he was like oh man i know a place where we can go And it's, you know, more, more better for podcasts and vid me and then vid me shut down. then we were back on YouTube (laughs) and now we've just kind of moved on, which is a good thing. So fellas, 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 how have you guys been?
2: Uh, Been great. Been busy, man. Uh, A lot of filmmaking and stuff like that. Just trying to fill our days with as much blood and guts as we can.
1: That's the, the best way to live. (laughs) <laughs> which is good. Which is good. You know, actually, um, I I keep seeing your guys is it EG Films right on Instagram?
2: That's right. Yep. EG yeah.
1: So. Yeah. And I just I keep seeing you guys, and you know, um, one of the things about Instagram and I guess social media in general, a lot of people post, you know, like crazy stuff and stuff. Hey, I'm eating this burger. I'm eating macaroni. I'm eating a salad, but. But you guys, um, with your EG films, I mean you guys really showcase what you guys are doing, what you're up to. And not only not only that, but your talent and your skill level. Mm-hmm. Um, which really I, I was I was telling Eric, I was like, dude, we gotta have we gotta have Scott and John yeah. back on because this is like amazing because you guys are doing great work and um tell me a little bit uh i guess for for our new generation of listeners um give us give us your story a little bit
3: yeah uh so about four years ago now maybe what four or five years ago uh 2014 we um it was a Christmas, and my, uh, my brother John got us tickets to go see uh, the, Crimson horror, uh, the Crimson Screen Horror Film Festival, and we had never been to a film fest before, and uh, so it seemed like a great idea. We are both into horror since we were little. Uh, so we went, absolutely loved it, uh, but about halfway through uh, the first two or three days of the festival, uh, we looked at each other and said, you know, I, I think we can do this. Uh, <laughs> you know, some of those, uh, films were fantastic and we were still trying to make, you know, make our stuff as good as theirs. Um, but you know, we, we thought, well, some of these are, are really good, uh, people we know and they're doing it. Why can't we do it? And so we, we picked up, uh, you know, an iPhone and, uh, started <laughs> filming, um, and it, and, it, and it went terribly. It was, it was They were horrible films. So the first three or four films were absolutely terrible. We won't show them to anybody to this day. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, we kept going because we had a lot of fun. And, and uh, John uh, has a very creative mind and came up with a lot of really good stories uh, to do. So basically our, our last two or three years have been in trying to get our skill level up to the level of what appears in John's head every night uh so we can actually get that on screen and that's that's what we've been doing
1: man that is such a beautiful thing because number one you guys are our brother filmmakers which brings a whole new thing to the mix maybe that that i want to like kind of get into but um it's i okay actually to go back i think there is no shame actually in the game um when, when somebody says, I started making films on my iPhone. I think that's totally, but it used to be like, you know, the, it, the, 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 the movie purists would be like, oh no, you can't do that. <laughs> and, and now everybody's like, oh yes, you can, right? Because, yeah. you know, I mean, there's stuff out there. And to add to that, I think, I think if you watch this stuff, well, that any of us do the first time and we're like, no. <laughs> no absolutely not I think, I think that's the most brilliant uh, story I've ever heard from a filmmaker because you never hear him go you know the first thing I shot I loved it I slept with it and, and I, I hang it on the wall and show people every time they come over how many friends you got none exactly right? but um, I, I, think, I think okay let me ask you this how much have you learned from those first couple and how fast did you learn it after seeing those first couple of films where you're like no i'm not going to ever show that again to maybe even not now but even like the the third fourth fifth sixth film that you guys have done what w- what was the learning curve on that
2: um like the obvious answer is uh i mean we learn from every film we we make um whether it's you know something with the cinematography or something in editing or definitely sound i mean you can learn something about sound every single day of your life and still never perfect it it's just like one of those anomalies but um every time we make something we are more proud of it and we I don't think we've ever taken a step back or anything and said, wow, this film is really like way worse than our last film. It's always, in my opinion, uh, a step forward. We're getting better with each film. But, you know, as we're saying now, I mean, every film we learn. So that's why I think it's we're able to get more, you know, be more proud of our films each time is that we'll we'll take something and we'll be like, wow, this is really awesome. I'm really proud of it. I like it. But, you know, next time what we could do is we could change this or do, you know, make this different. And um, we do that the next time. And it makes us even more proud of, you know, the next film that we make. So we're currently, you know, sitting, uh, we're, we're editing two right now, a short and a feature. Oh, wow. And, um... I mean this this feature that man I am very very proud of this thing and I can't wait. It's it's got a, it's it's debuting. It's world premiere at a wreak havoc horror film festival in September, and wow. I'm you I'm really excited. Them, to
0: like a it. work print of it, and that's how you got in, or what?
2: Um, I can't answer that question for you. Aaron. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I I asked him, and I said, I we have had um. Actually, As I Pray, the short that you'd seen, Eric, we, we, um, we had that in a couple years ago, in 2017, it went to the same festival. And so we contacted the director and basically we were like, hey, we really love the festival. I would love to be able to, to submit uh, for a chance to be selected at this festival, um, but we're not at the point where our film is completed. Would you mind, would it be possible if we could submit what we have now? Which was basically 80% done. I mean, picture lock, everything. We just needed to tweak some sound and coloring basically. And so that's, that's where, where we're at with it is, yeah, we, we submitted that and um, you know, luckily, yeah, we're, we're really excited. It got selected. Um, And, and even since then, we think it looks so much better, sounds so much better. We're, I'm, I'm extremely proud of it and I can't wait for people to see it.
0: How intimidating was it to take on your first feature?
3: Yeah, that was, uh, well, you know, it's one of those things that yeah, you should be more intimidated than you are because you don't even know how much, how far behind you are until you get into it and realize <laughs> that what you did is not enough and you've got to um, make executive decisions while you're, you know, during production. And yeah. um, so we did not even, you know, you, there's the assumption that, well, the feature is just a really long, short movie. Um, mm. No, it, the the problems are tenfold. <laughs> and yeah. you don't even recognize some of the problems until you're in the middle of production. So we were not scared enough. Uh, but the good thing is that allowed us to move forward and make the film. And, There are things that for our next feature we will not do, of course, or we'll do better uh, or we'll be prepared for. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was, we knew it was going to be a big undertaking. We just didn't realize how big uh, it was going to be. So, but it was a very good learning experience.
0: It's all about taking that jump, you know, of getting tired of being in the kiddie pool and yeah. wanting to dive into the deep end. Now, I can't swim, so I'm not ready to dive into the deep <laughs> end yet. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. It, there, was a, there was a lot of aspects of it, um, like it, especially uh, one, one of the things that, w- that seemed odd to me and, and overwhelming, if you will. Uh, during pre-production was when we were casting because we had we actually cast a lot of the roles. I would say at least seven seven of the of the roles that we cast were from actors that were nowhere near the state that we live in. So I mean, we had a guy the oh, the title uh, actor he flew out from L.A. Uh, all oh, the way man. to South Carolina. We had a, okay. uh, a a guy from Arkansas that came over. We had a girl from Florida that came out. I mean. So we, we were having people fly out from all over the country. And that was another thing. We had to orchestrate a team of people just to, you know, attend to them, to pick them up from the airport. Yeah, to take I was them about to ask and, that. Yeah, and we had never done anything like that or or thought about it. Because, every you know, all the shorts that we had done in the past, it was just, you know, hey, this is a good friend of mine. They're a good actor. We're going to cast them in this role. And now it was a totally different um just level that we hadn't, had never thought about before. And it it was kind of overwhelming at at times.
0: It's like, cause other people have skin in the game now, you know, they've invested to come out. Wow. That's gotta be pressure,
1: man. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. it, It was uh but I mean, you know, I, I, it was the right choice. Every one of these actors that we cast that they brought it. I mean, it was the level of acting in this feature film is surpassed anything that we had ever done in any of our shorts before. So, I mean, it definitely paid off for what we wanted.
0: Can you tell us anything about the feature?
2: It's scary.
1: Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, is it bloody?
2: It's extremely bloody and gory. Very. Okay. Boring. Okay.
1: Is this, is this saying too much? Do people lose any body parts?
2: Mm, all kinds of body parts. Are but lost. not
3: the body parts you normally think of.
1: <laughs> oh 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 it's oh okay um okay no it, it, oh, it's it's so yeah, cool. no i mean <laughs> that's so cool
2: it, there there's a lot of body parts there's a lot of so so it's the title of the film is flesher and by just by the title you should probably you know be able yeah to <laughs> it's it's uh, the basic synopsis Uh, you, you have these these two serial killers that go around there's an underground market for extremely Obnoxiously wealthy people that um, have found a new love for art, (laughs) and that art is um, buying and and trading human skin. So it's almost like the the same uh, situation where you know really wealthy people they need more and more, so they go on like big game hunting because you know it's it's, something as, as exciting as that. So this is that same level. They they buy and trade human skin for art purposes. And so these two serial killers will go around and they will get certain marks or targets of people that are uh, wanted for their skin. And then it's wow. their job to go out, grab these people, skin oh, them, wow. and then curate the skin and then take it back to these, this underground organization for the sale of that skin.
0: Okay. So how the I, hell did you guys come up with
1: that story? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, it, it was, I don't know. I mean, okay. I do know. <laughs> I was, I was at this, I was at the like either Dick's sporting goods or something. It was like this, you know, uh sports store slash hunting store. And I was walking around one day and I happened to look down and there was a tool called a flesher and it has two handles and it's connected by a long blade. And it is exactly what you can imagine. You, I mean, you put, a hand on each handle and you start fleshing, you know, wow. skin and stuff. And, wow. and I, and right when I saw that, like it just images started flooding in. And I like, it, it was like the story almost wow. wrote itself right there. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm going somewhere with this, you know? And
1: that's cool. At, at what point did you know, did you know right off it was going to be a feature film?
2: Um, no, I sat with that, um, with that you know topic, the storyline in my head for over a year, and kind of let it uh, develop a little bit as we did other shorts in the meantime, and I, I still didn't you know automatically know that I wanted it to be a feature, but because it developed so much over that year, then I you know made the decision. I was like, this is cool enough, in my opinion, you know. This could definitely have a runtime of much longer than anything that we've ever done before, because the story allows, you know, the the development for people to stay interested, and Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of how we decided to put it into a feature. Is it it just it has to be put into a feature by itself?
0: (laughs) See, that's, that's a smart move on you guys, because there are some stories that don't need to be a feature. You Agreed. know, you can try to make them one, but it's not going to work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and, and in order, I think, to do a good feature, I don't think, I mean, you, there, there's got to be obviously like a good character and story driven. There's got to be enough stuff to hold you. And, and it's just like what you said. It told you, you know, the okay. story told you. That, that I it would wanted say, uh, to say, be- Don't write the story you want to write.
0: Write the story that wants to be told.
2: That's it's exactly right. And I mean, so I had no problem developing or, or creating the basic structure and plot of the story. I mean, that that was simple because after a year of, of sitting on it and letting it develop, it was obvious what I wanted. Out of it, and, and like you said, it kind of told itself. The the parts that I had the most trouble with, and you know that I'd go to Scott with, are were insignificant. It like dialogue, like well, this person's in a car with this person; they're gonna have a conversation. What should they talk about? I'm, you know, so the story was actually pretty easy to write. It was it was, you know, the smaller things, like like the dialogue for for no reason, that was the more difficult thing, uh, part of it.
0: How do you guys do your writing process? Do you sit down together or is it like one of you will start, show the other, then work off of that?
3: Uh, well, John will basically write out the the structure of it because uh, it's his creative idea. Um, so he's got in his head where he wants the story to go, um, in ter- what the, the tone of the film is going to be um, the pacing of the film. And then he'll let me look at that. And, um, you know, I'll add in some comments if, you know, maybe something overlooked, you know, when you get into writing, you start to lose sight of the bigger picture because you're focusing on that scene or the last two scenes or whatnot. So sometimes I'll make recommendations on, um, you know, changing up the pace or moving a scene around. Um, and then I'll give it back to him and he'll finish it out, flesh it out, if you will. Uh, and then, um, then he'll I get I
0: the word flesh is said, folks. I just got well, that.
3: Well, I, I, I didn't hear the, uh, the you know, the, the drums and the cymbal in the background, so I just kept going. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so it goes back and forth between the two of us. Um, but John does the majority of the content uh, of the direction of the movie. So.
1: so so, what you're really saying is John is the most craziest guy in the world with all the imagery and the, the cutting off of the body parts and the fleshing and all that.
3: So. Oh, absolutely. I'm also saying if it flops, it wasn't me. So.
1: <laughs> Spoken like a true brother right there. That's right. Right. right,
3: right. Spoken like an editor.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. The thing, That's... since I write, direct, and edit, I've got no one to blame if it sucks <laughs> That's, That's difficult. The damn, the damn editor
1: messed it up. Who edited it? <laughs> Me. No, it's Alan Smithy at Alan oh, Smithy. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's cool. So so how long did it take for okay, so there's obviously for people that don't know about like, um, or aren't too familiar with the film process. There's the writing, right? The concept of it. Then there's the pre-production, which is getting everything ready to make the film casting and all your blood you got to make and all the prosthetics or whatever you're going to cut off. Um, uh, and then there's actually shooting it. And then the post-production, which is, which could be broken up in the myriad of things, sound editing, all that stuff. So, and I have a question for all of you guys. Do you mm-hmm. consider the the writing
0: to be its own process, or is that part of pre production? I've always wanted to know other people's thoughts on that.
2: You know, that's funny because Scott and I just had a conversation about this <laughs> earlier this week because we were like, okay, so.
0: See, I have a microphone in your guys' house, so that's how I <laughs> have a
2: conversation. Uh, it's like, yeah. Pretty soon you're going to know what, what, you know, vacations I want and send me deals on like Travelocity or something. Oh, I,
0: I got it going already. This wait on Tuesday, you'll be getting a package about the cruise. It's cool, man.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll work together on that. Um, uh, so we we talked just the other week, like I said, about the fact that we shot this last November and we 're pretty much wrapping up now, but so we 're like well it wasn 't quite a year almost, but you know with pre production you could add at least another two months, something like that so we 're looking nine ten eleven we 're looking right at a year, but yeah that 's what we talked about was that if you include the writing part of it yeah we 're looking well over a year we 're looking at like you know a year and three months or something like that because the the writing although it wasn 't too difficult. Um, We weren't in a hurry to to finish it. It wasn't like there was a timeline, um, which was great. It it let us develop a little bit uh, better than probably we would have if there was a a time limit. Um,
0: How many drafts did you guys go through? Hey everybody, this is Eric with the Something Something Podcast, and I'm here today to tell you some cool news. We have decided to start a Patreon, and since we're new to the Patreon game, we're going to keep our tiers low, and we're only going to have two for right now. So for $1 a month, you will get to hear the show on Monday, while the rest of the world has to wait till Friday. For $3 a month, you will get our monthly picks. That is where me and Larry will tell you about the movies, TV shows, video games, books, and music we are currently listening to. And, hey, I just want to give a big thank you to our listeners for being the best part of the Something Something podcast. Very
3: specific number. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But I I do remember that, um, wondering at what point uh, we were going to finish the script. Um, It's one of those, like usual, when you're doing a work whether you're editing or you're doing pre-production, you know, at some point you just have to stop and say, this is what we have and start working with it. Um, So that's, that's the way it was with the script is probably 90% of it was done in the first couple of revisions, but we kept tweaking and tweaking. And Mm -hmm. eventually we got to 17 and said, okay, this is, (laughs) this is good. Do
0: you guys outline before you start writing or do you just get right into it?
2: Um we have done outlines before. Um on Flesher I didn't really do any kind of outline cuz like I said the the story just developed over time. So okay. I already knew basically what what the story was. Um so for this particular one there was no outlining. But but we have used that process in in the
0: past. Now I do uh, so I start with a pen and paper outline, then it moves to an index card outline okay. and I have a system of white Thumbnail means it's the first thought. Then I keep the billboard, bulletin board, where I could always see it. Then I work on it some more. Like, I'll take out an index card, rewrite a scene, put a yellow thumbnail to show that that's the second thought I had for it. Then do another outline on pen and paper. Then move on to the script writing process.
3: You know, uh, do do you mind if I ask a question?
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, do you guys have you, have you guys ever um, actually storyboarded? I mean, by like coming up with like artistic concepts of scene to scene to scene. Oh, we tried that, I was in and it film it
0: school. I do um, shot lists. The only time I did storyboards is when I had to in film school. <laughs>
3: yeah. 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 That's what we hear.
1: Because I can't draw at all. It would be stick figures. Like, and then they. <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with a stick figure storyboard.
2: You can make some really kick-ass stick figure (laughs) pictures, especially when you're (laughs) doing horror.
3: Actually, our next film is just going to be a flip book. (laughs) Oh, that's
0: cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, I think... there's software, um, I might want to try where it's like visual storyboards. I might want to give that a shot sometime. Hmm.
1: I think... Oh, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Yeah, it, uh, I was just going to say, yeah, it, like Scott said, it seems to, because we used to do the storyboarding and the shot list, but it seemed that that process just slowed it down for no apparent reason. So as long as we stick with the shot list, we, we kind of axed the, the storyboard and we don't really mess with that anymore.
1: Yeah, and I think I think because and I think once you get into like more filmmaking, and you guys are far along, and I think people that are further along, I think you're either a visual person, or you're more of a writing person. I think shotless. Absolutely. But I think if you're a visual person, I think to, to come up with a concept of, Ooh, what would this look like? Let me draw this little stick figure here and I'll get that for sure. So, but, but storyboarding the whole thing, I I don't think, because honestly, once you get into it and if, and you guys know this as well as anybody if if your plans have to change and you're stuck to your your visual storyboard i think that's where you can get hung up major i think in my in my opinion
0: there's this director that not that many people know name um something spielberg who? He did this he did this movie about the Holocaust and apparently he didn't shot list any of it. He would just show up on set and pick when he wanted to do it. That's why the
1: guy's such a bad director. Yeah, it's that's that's a bad way to go. I'm surprised I've you know there's a reason we haven't heard of that heard guy. Of that guy, yeah. He's
3: not gonna make it.
1: Probably <laughs> <It's> not, man. Spielberg, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I'm
0: sorry. We're all sorry. We're just right. joking, we are <laughs> We're We're
1: Actually, Stephen, I, I just watched your uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark last night. I loved it. Thank you, thank you. You are the man. <laughs> You're
2: um, in good, good 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 words with him now. Yeah. That's right.
1: That's right. Um, how do you guys work? Uh, as brothers um because i know like you know obviously um brothers have a have a different dynamic as far as i I don't know brothers being brothers how did what does that look like brothers don't shake they hug
3: (laughs) (laughs) tommy boy (laughs) yeah well we you know it's funny um when, you know, a uh, stranger things is written by the Duffer brothers yeah. and well, you know, I'll look at that and wonder how they do it, which is weird because we do it. Um, so it's, it's still kind of not a mystery to us, but sometimes John and I are pretty in sync on what we're looking for and what we're expecting. And other times I have absolutely no idea what he's going for. Um, and we just take stabs in the dark, but the good thing is that, um, our skill sets naturally split into compatible uh, areas. So he's very good at the writing, uh, directing, camera work, and I'm better at the uh, the sound and the post-production and the media afterwards. Um, so that actually just worked out well. It's not like both of us are, um, you know uh, – you know shooting for who gets to be director next time um so it just worked out very well but work. the compatibility is there because i think our overall goal and what kind of horror movies we like is very similar yeah
2: and, and, it, cool. and also it's even even though he said like uh, we're we're each kind of just naturally dri- uh, drawn to those separate areas but there's uh no reason at all that um like at any given time, if, if something's going a certain way on set that, I mean, sometimes Scott will step in and he'll he'll give the actors some direction and stuff. And, and I it doesn't bother me. Like, I don't have this God complex where I'm like, no, 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 that's it's my way. You can't, You know, so like if I'm if I'm doing something or directing something and he's got like this different image, sometimes every once in a while he'll step in and say, Try it this way, blah blah blah, and usually, like if, if it's something big enough for him to step in and say that it, it, it pushes it in a better direction, and so I think uh, we work well um, in that aspect
1: so no fist fights. I, I, not during production. No.
3: No.
2: It's all in, the
1: post. Yeah, yeah. all in post. It's all business during production. And then the minute you're done, you're like, why did you do that? Shot? Uh, yeah. Not in front of the talent. No.
0: <laughs> That's good. Things That's from That's when you good. were kids just pop up during the fight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, what is because we you guys are doing a lot of stuff, and you know, you've got this film that that you got out there. Um, and I know that I, I believe um you guys just put on a, f- uh, a a film festival yourself correct
2: that's right yeah it was a uh, um,
1: how the hell did that go because that's freaking great that's an, a lot of work
2: it, it it's a lot it's just as much work as planning and shooting a feature film it, it took months uh, to orchestrate everything and we're we're coming up on year two and it's taking just as long i mean it's a lot of time, a lot of dedication, yeah. a lot of networking, contacting. I mean, there there's months where every single day I have to contact celebrities or filmmakers to get them to, you know, submit or I'm all over Facebook at that or Instagram at that time trying to promote. Um, yeah. and, and honestly for a first year, it, it past what I thought it was. Right. We had, um, something like a hundred submissions from all over the world. Um, we had nine celebrity guest judges, including Edwin Neal from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Betsy Baker from the Evil Dead. I mean, we had these great celebrities, uh, all these submissions. We raised, uh, ended up raising $1,500 for our local animal society because of that event, That's which awesome. is, I mean, it was so, we're, we're very proud of that. And um, we're looking <laughs> forward to year two of that. Yeah,
1: you should be very proud. Congratulations on that Um, uh, real quick shorts uh, or is it features also?
2: No, it's actually it's called the 60 second horror challenge and it is it's a challenge um, that pushes filmmakers to, to get out a horror story. It has to be horror related in 60 seconds. Exactly. So the exact runtime, 60 seconds. And, you know, sometimes they're like, well, I got to put credits in. And we're like, well, if you want to, we actually suggest that you don't because that takes away some of your movie time. But, yeah. um, and it's, and that's another thing is that, uh, you know, it's it's a big challenge to make a film in 60, to tell a story in 60 seconds. But we had 100 submissions in just year one alone. So it's, Jeez. it was really successful. Yeah, it's it's a cool, cool little that's, festival.
1: That's up. crazy. You know, most people can't get a feature film in two hours, but to do it in 60 seconds. <laughs> That's yeah. just like the beat of it, but but I mean that's that that just goes to show you guys are like super creative, and there are people out there that that have a voice and want to be heard. So congratulations! Where can people find out more about how to submit? You have a website.
2: Uh, we do um, it is 60secondhorror.com
0: links will be in the description and we'll yeah. shot it out yeah. when the oh,
1: yeah. episode yeah. Yeah. Sure.
2: thank you for that Appreciate Yeah, and then uh, you can submit via film freeway so if you just go to film freeway and go to 60 second horror challenge um, yeah, that's where you can submit, and it has all the rules and stipulations for submitting and deadlines and everything like that. So,
1: excellent. Awesome. Now, all all five people that listen to this show, you're going to get five extra <laughs> submissions. I'm,
2: I'm stoked for it. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> hey, we're we're getting double digits. That okay? Ten people. That's I'm going
2: to listen like five times, so I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to go ahead and buffer that. So we're
1: up to fifteen when, listens. You, were, you and our moms. Exactly, exactly. Thank God. Yeah. Hey, I want to shout out to my mom who's listening. Thanks, mama. (laughs) So, so let's get back. And I mean, you guys are super, super talented and super creative. Um, Oh my God. There's just so much to talk, talk to you guys about um, because it's refreshing to have um, folks like on that, that we, and everybody that comes on, don't get me wrong. We can gel with, we can jive with, but, um, to, to, to do what you guys are doing, you know, and people have heard us talk about this, who've listened to the show. The people out there say, hey, we want to do this. We want to do that. What are you guys doing? Nothing right now. You know, I'm thinking about working on something, but
0: I always admire people who decide to go out there and do it. And one thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, you guys were inspired by the Crimson Film Festival. And then you guys actually, I believe you won awards at it, correct? Tell yep. us how that felt, man.
3: Oh, that was great. Um, the we we actually the like I said the first year we were so excited about the community and this new experience. Uh, we were just, I mean, overcome. The community was fantastic and super supportive. So we decided to try ours out. Uh, you know, try a hand at it. And the next year we submitted uh, to the Crimson Festival, but it. I think due to some clerical or submission glitch, it just didn't get to the festival. Um, We didn't know that. We just thought it just didn't get accepted. And, um, you know, it's kind of a little disheartening, but we figured, well, it's our first one. It was, you know, shot on iPhone and not a cool way, but out of a necessity way. Um, And, uh, you know, but we kept going. So then the next year when it actually uh, when the film actually got in, we were just excited to see the the audience and see it up on the screen and be hard wow. you know feel like you're part of the community. And that was a really cool thing. We had no expectation of actually winning anything. Um, that wasn't even part in our mind. We just wanted to stay for the event and, you know, to its finality and um, they called our name and we were, we just kind of sat in the chair thinking, <laughs> oh, that, I, we probably <laughs> missed that." Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I was so shy And John went up uh, by himself. I was like, I, I don't think I'm going up there. And <laughs> John's like, No, 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 you have to come. And I'm like, No, I'm not going. My leg's jelly. <laughs> we were like
0: expecting. So, a it was bar really
1: bar surprising. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that's cool.
0: You guys were expecting like La La Land, you know, oh, actually the winner <laughs> is Moonlight. Yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> it definitely caught us off guard for sure. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. But it was, uh, honestly, we like to go to the festivals um, just to see the audience's reaction to yeah. our films way way more than anything worrying about awards or any kind of acknowledgements. We just like getting in and seeing other filmmakers enjoy what we have or not enjoy either way. But I, I like the awards. You know, prepare <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know what Scott's talking about.
3: It's I nice awesome. like to see the feedback. <laughs> you know, I want people talking it's about
1: good it. I have awards. <laughs> I will. Okay, so I got to ask. So when you're thinking up and dreaming, I'm gonna stab. I'm gonna cut off. I'm gonna do. Are you thinking I'm gonna win the most grotesque award? Or I'm going to win the most audience award for the most vomits in my mouth award.
3: <laughs> you know, that's a good yes. award title. I like that. Yes. You guys I don't know what the statue in the, the festival. <laughs> 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 right,
1: that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, what is your guys' background? And this is, this is, I'm kind of, if I can remember what I'm going to say after this, what is your guys' film background? If any, at all?
2: Um, really none. The, the closest thing that we have is that I went, um, Back in 2000 and, yikes, like probably 2001, I went to uh, college for some photography courses. And that is basically the most relevant background to film that we have. Like like we said, we we went to a film festival. We're like, this looks cool. I think we can do this. Let's give it a shot. And then that's our background. (laughs) That's about,
3: yeah.
0: I love that so much. It's like you don't need film school anymore. Again, unless New York Film Academy wants to sponsor the podcast, then you know, you we'll, New
1: York Film Academy.
0: then we'll say, you know, go to film school, but man, I'll say <laughs> this: I learned more from DVD and Blu-ray special features than I did while in film school.
2: You, you know, what's funny is that the um, one of the girls that we had as a PA for this feature film, she is in school right now for film school. And she said while on the set, it was towards the one of the last uh, shoot days, she actually told me because she would ask me questions. Why would you do this? Why do you do this? Yeah. How do you do this? And she told me um, close to the end that she actually learned more from being on our set than she had at all from, from the film school that she yeah. was at.
1: So. Yeah, I don't doubt right. that. Yeah. I will say I this that.
0: again and again. Until they can have a class called at film school, what to do when you're on set and your child actress shows up without her wardrobe for the day. And you've got to redo your whole schedule to fit that. Until film school has that class, don't yeah. go. Just go watch, watch film riot videos and Blu-ray special features. You'll learn more.
3: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we do find that there are two schools of thought when you're at different sets, and when your when your film set is being run by uh, people have come through classical school training and the program, it has a very different feel. Uh, than it does when you just have, you know, running gun filmmakers who have just picked it up along the way. And both of them are absolutely fine, um, mm-hmm. but you can definitely feel there's a different vibe, there's a different uh, tone to how things are done and, and the steps and the procedures that they're done by. So um, it does make a difference if you go to film school. I don't, I don't know if it's more beneficial or not, but it definitely does impact the filmmakers that come out.
1: Totally. Yeah. 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 And the reason I ask is because there's a lot of people, you know, out there um, saying to themselves, oh, man, I I wish I could do this. But there's always a a but in in these conversations that that always amazes me because, you know, as as a modern day filmmaker, like like back back in the day, Robert Rodriguez. Quentin Tarantino, if they were just starting today, they would pick up a cell phone and they would get a microphone and just go let 's go to mexico let 's go shoot in the case of robert rodriguez let 's go you know do something let 's just go grab a location a couple yeah. actors and get to it and <laughs> he would have need to sell his body to medical science to make mariachi right yeah. right 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 um, but the, but the reason I, I really bring that up you know is i want I want people out there. To be inspired by what you guys have have been doing and are doing. I'm inspired right now, Larry. Uh, oh, of course, and and see, it pumps me up. So every time we get on with a, a great guest, which we've been super lucky to have all these amazing guests um, on with us and talk about how they keep pushing through and how they keep going on. Um, but this is great. You guys have a, a feature film. Actually, by the way. I do want to say, and I think we kind of missed over it, but you said with your feature film, you actually called the director of a film festival. And based on your, your first film or that he saw, that, that you put in film festival, that, guys. All, based on what he saw with that small little film, and I say small because it's a short, right? But based on yeah. that, he said, he just didn't say, yeah. He said, yeah, give it to me now. I want to see it and based on that and so that that tells me how talented you guys are and how creative and and that that in essence is what filmmaking is all it's the trust factor you know if if and again this goes back to um uh, people working together. If you can find somebody that you can work with and jive with and get along with, and not mm-hmm. and get in arguments and fistfights during the thing, but then afterwards be like, "Man, we just made a, a a really great film that people are gonna love." What's the next one after all that production? Yeah, and and it's like I just want people to be ex- inspired to just pick up any camera that they have. It doesn't matter if it's a Sony, or this, or that, a black magic, a black widow, a spider, a snake, whatever. Right. No and obviously there is like that progression, but just do it, just start doing it like you guys have done it. And, and that's what through all that whole last piece is you guys are really inspiring and thank you.
2: No, thank you. Thanks for the compliment. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I, I agree. Um, you know, start with what you have available. Like, just just do it, just start. So if you don't have, I mean, we didn't start out with, you know, the cameras that we have now and the sound gear and everything. We started out, like we said, with with a phone. We were just driven. We liked what we saw at the film festival. Um, We wanted to try it. So we started with a cell phone and then we, you know, started buying small bits of equipment here and small bits here. And, you know, now we have everything that we need. And so it, it's, it's, yeah, it can be overwhelming almost to a point where you're like, but that but factor, you know, I would like to do it, but like, how am I going to get all this equipment? How am I going to pay for actors or whatever? Just start wherever you can grab a phone, grab your good friends, tell them what you want to do, make a film, put it on, um, you know, some kind of free editing software. Yeah. It doesn't, you don't, you don't have to pay too much, just start somewhere and then, it'll snowball and it'll drive you more. And then especially if you submit it, and that's another area that I, I've, I had, um, you know, several other filmmaker friends that were, I don't want to say scared, but it, they were, they would hold off on submitting and they were worried. And I'm like, why aren't you submitting submit to as many film festivals as possible? It's yeah. You're going to get fun. rejected by a lot, but You'll get picked up by something. Just start submitting. You have to. You didn't do this for nothing. So, submit. So, yeah, I I agree. You got to start somewhere, and no matter where you are, just do it. That is not exactly. a Nike book, but yeah.
0: Uh. And I think that is the best way to end this episode.
1: Is if no, you, I don't want to end. I just want
0: to keep talking. <laughs> if you want to <laughs> go out there inspiring and make Thank a movie? You. Just do it. Reverse that. But you know, you could easily go, "Yeah, I want to make a movie, but it's too hard." When it should be, "Yeah, making a movie's hard, but I gotta tell this story." I have to. And I just want to thank you guys again for coming on. Now, when we say bye, don't hang up because we like to do a wrap-up with the guests. Well, everybody, um, the link to all of our guest stuff will be in the description below. And when the episode's up next week, we'll tweet out all that stuff with them. I just want to thank John and Scott for coming on the show again. It was an absolute blast. I miss talking to you guys. I don't got that many filmmaker friends. I got to start talking to more of them.
1: (laughs)
2: The the (laughs) five guys that listen, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Yeah. Actually, six now. I think one just joined us at the, <laughs> wow. at the tail end. So, yeah. Well, hey, do
0: that, that Spielberg guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Loser. <laughs> I mean, God, God, God. <laughs> okay, guys, it was an absolute blast. I can't wait to have you back on. And as always, everybody, be excellent to each other.